0: The way I learned the most was, you know, you learn something from every leader you work for. You either learn what you want to do more of, or you learn what you certainly don't want to ever be seen as when you get the opportunity to manage. So you learn from everyone. You learn from a great leader. You learn from someone you don't deem as a great leader.
1: That is the voice of GM CEO, Mary Barra, and she'll be giving us insights on how to inspire your team, what to do in reassessing your career, and how to recruit talent. All this and more on today's Super U Podcast. Let's go, go, go!
0: That's one small step for man. Lift off. We have a
1: liftoff. We choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they I are hard. I have a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Thank you for joining us to today's Super U Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Qualman. Most of you know me as Equal Man. Today, I'm pumped. We've got Mary Barra. Many of you know my connection. I grew up in Michigan, uh, so heavily tied to the automotive industry. I actually have three generations. That's right, three generations that have worked at GM. Uh, my grandfather actually worked at the transmission plant, uh, which I later w- wound up working nighttime security w- with uh that's a tough job by the way if you're working the graveyard shift uh in warren michigan at the automotive plant uh in college but it's good money and it taught me i need to study i need to get back to school but had three my, my grandfather worked in that plant. And actually worked on the transmissions for tanks uh in world war ii so a lot of ties to general motors uh my brother's an engineer there currently uh, my dad worked at GM for his career, so just amazing, amazing place to grow up, and super excited to get tips from Mary Barra, to get some insights from Mary Barra, the CEO of GM. Looking back, remember when we are doing the Ice Bucket Challenge? Some of you might remember the Ice Bucket Challenge uh, to raise money for MLS. You had to say two other people that you wanted to challenge, so I challenged two other Michiganders, uh, Magic Johnson and, and Mary Barra, and she was a good enough sport to dump that cold ice on her head. Not many CEOs would do that, uh, but she did it. So it's fantastic. But uh super pumped for today's episode. I hope you are as well. Those that play the height game, for those that play the height game, Mary Barra stands, wait for it, five foot six inches. Uh she was born December twenty-fourth. That's right. She's a, a Christmas Eve baby. Uh December twenty-fourth, nineteen sixty-one. And she's been the chair and CEO of General Motors since January 15th of 2014. She is the first female CEO. She was the first female CEO of a big three automaker. She was specifically born in Royal Oak, Michigan, uh, which I've had friends and family that have lived in Royal Oak. Great, great part of the world. Uh, her parents are of Finnish descent, and she speaks a little Finnish. Her favorite cars are Camaros and Firebirds. Obviously, Firebirds, they don't make anymore. The Pontiac Firebird, uh, What those would be deemed muscle cars. Uh, I worked at an ad agency actually my first job out of undergrad and did some focus groups. Remember, I did focus groups. You're behind the glass p- eating some M&Ms, and you're listening to people. I was listening to some Firebird owners. It was pretty funny because they're muscle cars, and the the moderator left the room which they did this in focus groups they'd leave the room but we'd leave the mic hot because that's when it really get insights have these these owners talking with each other and i remember this guy going oh when i get to that light i really like to rev that engine so they can really hear that throttle of that engine have everyone look at me so i always I, i was sitting there going really you do that you're the guy you're the guy that makes all that noise uh, but Bara, other th- fun things about Bara, she's expressed concern with actually being recognized constantly now though. So she attempts to wear, she wears baseball caps, uh, to hide her identity. She has just has fewer and fewer moments of just alone time because uh, everyone will recognize her after becoming CEO of a very successful CEO of GM, turning them around. Uh, she does mention that she still enjoys routine chores like grocery shopping because, they give her some time uh, to be by herself and to be normal and to think. And she's also dug into, you'd think, oh, she had this 10 year, five year plan to become CEO. Absolutely not. She never dreamt of becoming CEO. That's probably why she has the job in the end, but she just always wanted to do the best she could in the position she was in. So I think that's great advice just to always do the best you can in the position. That you find yourself. Even to this day, she keeps several model cars. She's an engineer by heart. She keeps several model cars on her desk and has a bobblehead on her desk. And what is that bobblehead? It is, of course, Albert Einstein. Well, that's enough background on Mary. We're going to get into it here, get her insights. Uh, Before I do, today's show is sponsored by General Motors. And GM will have all electric vehicles. That's right, all their vehicles will be electric by 2030. Uh, Everybody's all in. At gm their ultium platform it brings flexibility power and range and they're making electric vehicles for all they're building today for a safe more sustainable tomorrow so check out gm at gm.com oh my gosh it might come out in me today i love being around all these michigan accents oh my gosh it's wonderful especially the Upper accents those not in the know Youper is a person from the Upper Peninsula. My former basketball coach, Michigan State's own Hall of Fame coach, Tom Izzo, is a Youper from Iron Mountain. Love Youpers, hard workers, great, kind people. Uh, Now, Mary, you've been at GM for many decades. What's the advantage of knowing it so well, and are there any disadvantages?
0: Oh my gosh, uh, you know, I've been at General Motors, I started as a co-op student, so I've been here for 42 years. Well, I think one of the clear advantages is I understand the company, I know the power of the uh, team of, at General Motors and how committed they are, and I think we have the best team on the field. And then, you know, we've brought in a lot of people from other industries. And so, you know, the I, I, our leadership team has people from other industries, you know, I think, less than five years seniority as well. So they bring in other experiences. And we have a very, I like to have constructive tension in the leadership team where we're challenging each other and making sure we're getting everyone's perspective to make the best decisions. So, you know, I think it's an, that can be an advantage as well.
1: Now that's great advice. Now for all our young listeners, well, sorry, let me say younger as everyone that listens to the show is a young listener. So for all of our younger listeners, For our younger listeners out there, do you feel it's important when you're young to experiment, to explore, to broaden your horizons before maybe later, later in your career, that's when you can laser focus on a particular vocation or skill set? How important is it when you're young to kind of broaden your horizons?
0: You know, if you're studying engineering to still have some broadening classes and some, you know, some from a... Uh, from a liberal arts perspective, or you know, the, the 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 liberal arts school, or to understand philosophy, I think it makes you a better engineer. So this, you know, I'm only going to do this, and I'm going to focus, and I'm going to be the best person on this one technology. Um, especially, it's one thing if you make that decision, you know, and in, in once you get into your career. I remember one of the most valued people when I was running the manufacturing engineering group was my welding expert, and and he had spent his career becoming a welding expert, you know, and 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 grew into that role, and, and that's the kind of depth I'm talking about you need, but he probably made that decision in his 30s or 40s, not at 16, 17, 18, when you're picking a, an undergraduate graduate major. So I'm a big proponent that you know, as you're at a university to, yes, if you, if you know for sure this is what you wanna do, I still think you should get some broadening classes and challenge yourself to think a little differently. If you don't know, that's okay.
1: As you know, I have a lot of family at GM, and in 2009, during the Great Recession, there's a good chance that GM was going to go out of business, that all these incredible people would be unemployed. I mean, the stock price fell below a dollar, the lowest price for GM stock since the Great Depression. And now the stock is 34 bucks, and all our v- the vehicles at GM are going to be electric by 2030. Looking back during the Great Recession, those are some very dark days when you kind of were taking over. How did you turn things around or how did you go about it?
0: Uh, you know, I would say it's exciting right now. Obviously, when we went through the difficulties that we went through with their structuring and the bankruptcy, that put a lot of pressure on everybody. But one of the things that I think is the strength of General Motors is is its people. Uh, their dedication and their, you know, just passion to do great cars and trucks. One of the things we've really worked to instill in the culture, though, is this putting the customer at the center and earning customers for life and really understanding that every single act- interaction you have with a customer is an opportunity to win them or lose them. And so that's one of the key focus we've had for the last several years uh, that is making a difference. And then also, um, you know, when you go back to that earlier time, you know, I very much talk to employees. We don't have a right to exist. We have to earn our right to be General Motors and to be able to have the privilege to build cars, trucks, and crossovers and, and other transportation services by doing a great job and earning customers. And so, you know, really that's the, the transformation that we've made. And, and, you know, I think but people are excited.
1: Speaking of exciting, our listeners are lifelong learners, which you are obviously as well. I love that you have Einstein's bobblehead on your desk. Now, as a lifelong learner, what what have you learned around becoming an effective leader, whether that's in the community or at GM? What have you learned around becoming an effective leader?
0: I think the way I learned the most was you, know, you learn something from every leader you work You either learn what you wanna do more of or you learn what you certainly don't wanna ever be seen as when you get the opportunity to manage. So you learn from everyone, you learn from a great leader, you learn from someone you don't deem as a great leader. Uh, But what I would say is I think early in my career, I I worked for someone um, who, and this was in the manufacturing field, who taught me that you you really have to win the hearts and minds of your team. And so I think the most effective leaders really care you know truly care about their their the people that work for them want them to have the best invest in them and that kind of passion because there's so many challenges that you're going to have uh that you want to have you want to build um uh, a relationship with your team or with your peers or even with your supervisors that they know you're going to work hard they know you care so as you face difficult situations you know you you kind of like hey those are the people I want to have on my team because I know we're going to work really hard and we're going to figure out how to solve the problem
1: now I'm curious. Staying with this point, does an effective leader ever say, "I screwed up" or "I got that wrong," or does that make a leader? If you say that, like "I screwed up," does that make one appear weak when you do this? Like, what's the right mix?
0: I find saying "I screwed up" to be hugely empowering uh, because I'm a Type A personality and I generally have a point of view. But you know, I always tell my team I, I will have a point of view and I might jump out too fast. But you know, I always encourage them. But, if, you know, if you come with facts or data or a different uh, opinion, you know, I'm going to listen. And I think it really reinforces it when you can say to your team, you know, I was thinking about that wrong. Or, you know what, I got that wrong. Uh, because we don't, no one does everything right. And so I think when you create that environment, I, I think it, it's the foundation of a learning environment as well. Um, I think it's so important. And. You know, every now and then you have to remind yourself about that. It's like, you know, uh, and at least I should say I do. Every now and then I have to, I have some great people around me who every now and then will say, Mary, (laughs) and I value them because, you know, sometimes you get so wrapped up in what you're doing or what you're trying to get the company to do that uh, you lose sight. So I also say have people around you who are willing to, uh, to pull you aside every now and then. It's so important.
1: In today's world, there's a war on talent across all sectors, And the more and more GM becomes a tech company, it's even harder to attract that talent when you think about competing with the Googles of the world, the Amazons of the world. So how do you do that? How do you attract and retain that talent?
0: Well, you make a really good point, and we've invested a lot of time in that. One of the, you know, people have this 100 year old view of General Motors, and, you know, one of the stats that I throw out that usually surprises people is almost 40% of the employees, the, the salaried workforce, has been with the company less than five years. And so we are, you know, there's a lot of new talent that has come to the company. As we've done that, we've, you know, kind of mixed, remixed the shift of there used to be a lot of people who worked on body structures, and now we have a lot more software engineers in the technical area. So, you know, We've uh, really managed uh, how we shift the skill set of the organization because even if you take the traditional car, ten years ago, when you look at a car, you know it had a radio, maybe had some systems on it, but now every vehicle we make, even you know I'll say the most base vehicle has tens of millions of lines of code in it. So we've been making that shift and and have a lot of new talent that has come to the company.
1: Now, many said during the pandemic that we went through the Great Resignation. I think it was over 40% of people left their jobs. But many feel like myself, it was more not the great resignation, but rather the great reassessment. Like, what am I doing? I think I first heard that term, the great reassessment from Kara Swisher. But what advice do you give people that are thinking about a career change, or perhaps they're just entering the workforce for the first time?
0: So I always believe in your career. Life's too short to work for a company or be in a position that you don't love. Um, now, you know, work is work. I had this funny um, uh, text from my nephew, um, who's now graduating from a BBA in business school at Michigan, and it was his first job, and he texted me, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at a computer, and I've got to do all this work in spreadsheets. And, I, and you know, he so said this, you know, it kind of was like, this isn't much fun. I said, yeah, that's why they call it work. Um, and it's just, you know, you're going to have to work, and not every day's, you know, you're, you can't measure your career on every day, but if you find yourself after six months, after a year that you know, work is not challenging or you don't enjoy it or you're not energized by it, you should probably find something else to do, again, because life's too short.
1: Life is certainly too short and this podcast is too short, so we hope to get more advice from you in the near future. That's Mary Barra, folks, the amazing CEO of General Motors. Now, Barra serves as an inspiration for women everywhere. It is a true testament to what hard work can bring to a person's life. In short, hard work works. Hard work works. What an amazing turnaround We think about General Motors, the first female CEO of one of the big three automakers. Awesome that she's from Michigan, as well with the finished descent. That's so cool, so cool, so cool. So I love this episode, I hope you did as well. It was brought to you by General Motors, where everybody is in. That's right, everyone at General Motors is in on making all the cars electric. And their ultimate platform brings flexibility, power, and range. They're making electric vehicles for all. They're building today for a safe, more sustainable future at GM. So go check it out at GM.com. And of course, this show was produced by Jake Brin, Maritza Gutierrez, and Kelsey Gomez. So I can't thank the team, the amazing team here at Equal Man Studios enough. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in Each and every week. And I hope that you heard in Mary's voice today just that kindness. Kindness wins. She's a testament that nice people don't always finish last. Nice people finish happy. And she's at the top of her game as the GM CEO. Thank you again for tuning in to the Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Equal Man. This is a podcast designed to unlock and unleash that superpower that's within all of us. All of us are superheroes. We just need that courage to wear the cape. And this is a great episode to remind us that kind is cool. That's right, kind is cool. And until next time, this is Equal Man reminding all of us it's not what we take from the world, it's what we leave behind. Seven, seven six, five, four, three, two, one. Super, 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 super you.